0: Hello and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. I wanted to wish, starting off, everybody a Happy New Year. So as you know, we've entered 2020, which is uh, a big year for me. I will turn 40 this year, so it's kind of an exciting one. Um, But certainly we all know that with a new year comes those New Year's resolutions, and so I wanted to read an article that I had written on the blog, Learning to Slay the Beasts, um, and it's gotten some love, and I think... um, I think it's mostly because of the, the candid nature. A lot of you are likely aware, but I have been through many iterations of fitness journeys, I guess you would call them, over time. But the one that stuck the most uh, was back after I had my daughter. So in at the end of 2013 and then beginning of 2014, I made a New Year's resolution to really um, get myself strong. You know, it wasn't, uh, I'm going to lose X amount of pounds. I was frustrated with, with how I felt. I was frustrated with how things were in my body. And throughout the fall, right before, um, the new year's resolution time, I had actually started to see a naturopath and work on, um, eating real foods, eating well. I took gluten and dairy out of my diet. Um, and, mostly because I was having a hard time with my psoriasis after my daughter uh, was born, it came back, it went away during the pregnancy as it did with my son and then came back as it did with my son. And I was so frustrated. And I went to um, a dermatologist, I got a referral to um, the local dermatologist. And I said to him, I don't understand this, like this, there's got to be something I can do to get rid of this. It went away completely while I was pregnant and how how come it's come back? Now, you know, 6 6 or so months, four four to 6 months kind of after the pregnancy. And he just looked at me and he said, "No, there's nothing you can do to make it go away." He said, "You need to just use this cream that I'm giving you." And I was like, "Yeah, but my body must know how to be without it. It went away when I was pregnant. And he just said, no, your body does funny things while it's pregnant. There's nothing you can do. So I did go see this naturopath and, you know, we talked about all the things that that might help. And so removing dairy, removing gluten, um, I was taking a ton of supplements, things to heal my gut, like probiotics and then things that are good for your skin, like omegas. And I remember getting a few frustrated times during that um. period and I said to her I, I don't understand I'm doing all this stuff I've changed everything I'm feeling better yes but my psoriasis is still here I feel like it's never going to go away because any other time that I had removed gluten and different things it, it had never went away and she said well you've got so much damage you've been doing this same thing all these years it's going to take time before it gets better and so I remember I had this one right before Christmas. I was at my son's Christmas concert and I had this one really horrible outbreak of psoriasis on my feet. Like I could hardly walk. I was limping um, because of the pain. And then all of a sudden, I, stu- I stuck with what I was doing and all of a sudden after that cleared, it was gone. And it was almost like this last horrible rid of whatever it was in my body causing that. And then it just cleared and and was totally better. So um, I've actually had my psoriasis in remission now for um, around six years. And so that's uh, really big for me. The odd time I will get it um, pop back in like a really small, small spot, like the tip of my finger, uh, nothing like it was. And then I'll know that I need to tweak something or I've had something in my diet. That's not, uh, gotten along with me or maybe stress levels are high, something like that. So I've been really fortunate. Um, but I guess then after I went through that, I then said, now I want to get strong. You know, I've cleaned up my diet. Um, I still was eating, a lot of food, I guess, probably more food than I should have been, but I was um, eating healthfully, eating whole foods. So then I decided to move into the fitness world and I got myself a trainer and worked with her and then she worked with me also on the diet. So it was, you know, keeping with the same kinds of foods that I was eating, but just looking at, well, when were you having carbs and how much protein were you having and things like that to make it fit um, a a healthier, stronger fitness lifestyle. So the blog that I wrote and published at the beginning of January of this year is called Make Your Fitness Resolution Stick. So I'll read you that um, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. The gym was busy this week. It's New Year's resolution time and people are keen to get fit. I am one of those people that works out faithfully. I am at the gym every week, but I don't like to act inconvenienced when it's busy in January. I hear a lot of people making the comments about things calming down in a few weeks when all the new people give up. I was one of those people with a New Year's resolution six years ago, and yes, it stuck, and I still work out eight to ten times per week now. So why did it stick for me? 1. I got help from a trainer. Nobody wants to hear this because it costs more money, but trainers are helpful. You don't know what you don't know, and if you aren't fit, you don't know how to work out properly. You wouldn't try to cut and highlight your own hair. You would go to a professional that could do it right. You wouldn't try to fix your own car, you would go to a mechanic. So why do you think you can fix your own body? Maybe if you are already in good shape and you just want to do a little bit more, then you're fine on your own. But if you're looking for a big transformation, then get help. This is not an ad, by the way. I don't train people for a living. My trainer was able to educate me and answer the why on so many things, I needed to fully understand what I was doing in my workouts in order for it to stick for me. I also needed feedback and encouragement. I worked with her for over a year, but I saw a ton of progress and I learned how to design my own programs and work out on my own. This knowledge keeps me engaged in fitness six years later. Two, I built in flexibility and variety. I work out in my home gym. I run outside. I work out at a gym on my lunch break near my office. I go to a yoga studio. I do boot camps outside in a friend's backyard in the evenings. I do a boot camp at a local recreation center. I participate in free outdoor fitness events. I go to run clubs. I hike. I walk. Am I bragging? Maybe a bit. But my point is that you need variety and flexibility to fit in enough movement throughout your week. Maybe walking or biking to work will work for you. My job is completely sedentary. So I need to find movement every day. I have a busy life and two kids. So if I bank on working out at night every day, it just won't happen. Something will get in the way. So I work out in the mornings before work and at lunch. And if I happen to miss both of those, I work out in the evenings. I work out on weekdays and then use my weekends to make up my missed workouts. This allows me to work out 8-10 to times a week and combat my sedentary job as well as be energetic with my kids. 3. I stopped coming up with excuses. A lot of people make comments about the fact that I work out on my lunch break. I always hear, I can't do that. My job doesn't allow for it. No, actually, you don't allow for it. I used to be guilty of these excuses too. I would see coworkers going to the gym at lunch and think, Ugh, I don't want to get all sweaty or uh, I won't have time to eat my lunch or I don't want people from work to see me all sweaty while I'm working out. Or if I take the time to work out, I won't get my work done and will have to stay late. If you really wanted to get some movement on your lunch break, you would. First, you would actually prioritize taking a break. And leaving the office, read not taking your lunch break on your social media accounts, on your phone, at your desk. You will actually be way more productive in the afternoon after leaving on your lunch or any break. Working through your lunch just makes you slow and inefficient. Second, you would find movement that works for you. No gym around, go for a walk or a run. Don't wanna get too sweaty. Then do a lighter exercise like an elliptical trainer or a bike instead of running. Get in your yoga or strength training. Some people find swimming with a swim cap works well at lunch or aquafit, I find that if I put my hair in a bun and then I shower my body quickly afterwards, reapply my deodorant, then I'm fresh enough for the afternoon. It's not like I ran a marathon at lunch. So now that you've worked out on your lunch break, when do you eat? Eat whenever, it's not your priority. Eat a protein bar on your walk back to the office. Drink a smoothie from a thermos during your meetings. Who cares? You've got to workout in. You can get a nice meal at dinner. Four, giving up on perfect. Not every workout will be your best ever. Maybe you like to work out for 45 minutes but you can't fit it on your lunch. Well, 25 minutes of movement is better than nothing. If you get too sweaty running on your lunch, then walk or do some yoga or strength. Make it a priority to run in the evening or on the weekends when you have more time to stretch and shower afterwards and dry your hair. In the end, if you want to be successful, you need to stop putting up your own barriers and make it happen. You can do this. It's movement. It's not rocket science. You just need to give yourself as many options as possible to find movement in your life. So hopefully this is helpful to you. I think um, my tips are something that I've just come up with over the six years that I've been trying to make this work. Keep in mind, when I started trying to fit in these workouts, I had a six-month-old baby and a four-year-old son. Then I was off on maternity leave, but I went back to work and I remember being so concerned about how I would ever fit in my work week plus my kids plus my workouts and you know what? I kept it a priority and it keeps working. It keeps happening because I will not sacrifice that time. That workout time for me is an hour, half an hour or whatever it is every day that I know I need. If I don't do it, I feel crappy. And the reality is it's not the pounds that I lost or the dress size or whatever that keeps me going back. It's the fact that when I don't get that movement, I feel like garbage and I know it. I will have days that I feel completely off and I'll think, yeah, you know what? It's because you didn't do your workout this morning. You know, you accidentally turned off the alarm and kept sleeping. But the reality is when I get it in, I feel better. It gets out the tension, it gets out the frustration, it gets out whatever complex emotion you're dealing with. I've even cried during workouts. I know I've been on the treadmill running long and something just comes out and I've actually done the run cry. So there's nothing better for you if you have the ability to move than to get that movement in. If you'd like to read the text version of that article, please visit my blog, www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com. And I hope that you have an amazing week and please subscribe to the podcast if you're able. Thank you.